Before we get into the show, I've got a really simple request for you. If you enjoy listening to Last Fan Standing, could you please rate us five stars on Spotify or review us on whatever platform you listen to your podcast on? It will really help the show grow and reach more and more people. And remember to gamble, you need to be 18 plus. Always gamble responsibly. And for more information, visit BeGambleAware.org. Let's get on with the show. One of Newcastle United drops more points. That's when the Jaws music just starts to play. For a war sitting there going, oh, maybe Liverpool get top of it. Drop the free goal lead against Spurs. It's probably more likely that Liverpool finish fourth than Arsenal win the league. Hello and welcome back to Last Fan Standing. My name is Flav. On the show this week we have Paul Major and Adam McCola and we've got George Benson. And we're asking the question, can Liverpool finish in those top four places? It might be late, it might be difficult, but we think we've found a way. Stick around to find out. And if you're new to Last Man Standing, please hit like and subscribe. Get involved in the comments below. And remember, you can listen to this as a podcast wherever you get your podcast. But if you listen on Spotify, please rate us five stars. Let's get on with the show. So, Paul, Liverpool are back in the top four contention, aren't they? Uh, they were never out of it, mate. What are you talking about? It's just it feels like there was a, you know, it felt like they were a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, listen, listen. That's that's just all part of the the rich tapestry that is Liverpool's <laughs> seasons. Um, they make you believe that Mad. it's all dead and buried, so that you can commit all those acts of misery to the internet and you know and and, and set fire to every footballer in the squad, and then they make a change with ten games to go go unbeaten and end up in the Champions League. We've been here before. I don't know why people get so so wound up by these things. It, it's, it, is it possible, Ad? Like they, they are six points currently behind you lot. You've got a game in hand. It would require you to lose three of your last six games. It's more points than six, isn't it? Seven. Is seven. it seven? My bad. That's terrible uh, research, isn't it? You need to still, you need to lose, you need to lose three of your last six. Liverpool we've, got some, we've got some difficult games. We've got two tricky away games coming up, Brighton and West Ham away. Which, if you know, we were to lose both of those games, then you could potentially look at that. But I just think, when you look at our home games, we've got Fulham, Wolves, Chelsea at home. Um, as, as well as Liverpool are doing, they're probably going to drop points somewhere. They're not going to win every game, are they? Um, so, well, I, I, think, I think we'll be alright. Even if we even if we stumble over the line because we've lost against Brighton or drawn at West Ham or something, I think we'll be all right in the end. I think we'll be all right. I think that that I was I was I was fearing this Liverpool about a month or two ago. Um, I think it, I hope it might be a bit too late. Um, they were they were rubbish. They were rubbish a month ago, mate. What were you fearing them for there? No, that's what this I meant. Like I was fearing, them. like you know, in United, because we had that little period where we dropped a few points, didn't we? Um, uh, we, we 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 dropped a few points. We slipped. Everyone was kind of saying we were in the title race when we weren't. We dropped away from that, um, and then obviously Newcastle went above us, even though they played more games. So a lot of people started talking about it then, and I was like, if Liverpool go on a run which obviously they were rubbish at that point, then they could potentially get back involved. But I think it might have just come too late. Or maybe I'm being calm when I shouldn't be. Ads, I, I, I'm surprised by that. Seven points at this stage of the season. Game in hand. Like, you've had ten hog. You've been banging on about how good a manager ten hog is. Rashford's the best striker in Europe. Why are you so conservative in your, in your uh, response there? Like, where's the 
in this Man United support. What's happened to you lot? What do you mean? I just said I don't think they're going to take top. Four no, you days. should be. You should be going. What do you want me to say? Well, I want you. I want you to. I want you to be. You want me to run dancing. around doing the chicken dance in the ninetieth minute? <laughs> <laughs> We've seen how we'll that can on. end. We'll come on to that. Top off as well. In your way in. <laughs> top off in your way in. <laughs> Within th- 60 seconds, everything's yeah, that's gone. A, that's what you want me to do right now with a top four race. You want me to take my shirt off, <laughs> get around, yeah. start doing the chicken dance with Boovy. It's not going to yeah. happen. You know, I'm yeah, more yeah. relaxed about things like that. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> George, what do, what do you make of Liverpool's transformation? Because they've been so, as Paul said at the start, so sort of inconsistent difficult to predict and then suddenly have just sort of kicked into gear and it may be too late Liverpool fans are totally different Paul was just as but what do you think of their chances to get in I mean I think because City have now overtaken Arsenal we're all kind of looking for something to get our, our eyes on at the top of the table and I think the Liverpool resurgence it's probably more likely that Liverpool finish fourth than Arsenal win the league from this point <laughs> on I think so I think that's probably more likely but I also think like with Liverpool when, when you watch them there's elements of the game for like 20-30 minute spells where they look like they're on par with the best performing teams in the league but then there's also the same amount of time in certain games where they also look Chelsea-esque some of the worst so I think with Liverpool between now and the end of the season for them to win enough points and United to drop all the points I agree with Adam I think they'll slip again at least once between now and the end of the season and it's four wins in a row it's not a quarter of a season it's not even a fifth of a season so expect them to drop more I think United are comfortable Newcastle are outside Paul aren't they? No, nope. you, you think? No, nope. I don't think any of them are outside I, I am um, look I, I, uh, I'm, I'm semi-joking when I say the stuff at the start. Let's be perfectly clear on this. Um, but Liverpool are in sort of like magic territory, to be honest. You know what I mean? Because in reality, yeah, the odds of those two teams dropping those kind of points in the mm. final run-in is, is highly unlikely. But I've just literally lived it too many times to not think it's possible. And that's what Liverpool's kind of job is, is... If either of those guys drop any points in the coming weeks, if Liverpool are just sat in fifth and they continue to win, and that's obviously a big ask in and of itself. But if they win, you know, if they win midweek, and then one of the other, one of Newcastle or United drops some more points, that's when the Jaws music just starts to play. Just really subtle at first, you know what I mean? Just having a pleasant swim, you know what I mean? Maybe you're swimming, you don't even, you're not even aware that the sharks there, but the audience are. And when the audience are aware, that's when the tension starts to ramp up. Um, and then you know the idea is for the next five games just intensify the Jaws music on Newcastle and Man United and see whether they've got the bottle to, to hold on well, this is a good point, isn't... and throw it all away which is entirely possible because that's what they've done all season long um, but no <laughs> I, I'm, I'm all in on, on this corner that's been turned and yes we're not perfect but even when we were perfect we weren't perfect I wonder if Newcastle feel the pressure at that, that, that they're in this situation and it is unlikely that they will drop out, but ne- this is new for Newcastle, new for these players, and if, whether that will play into it. You got to give a lot of credit to them. I mean, I've been for most of this season, I've been kind of on the side of Newcastle would eventually drop into one of the Europa League spots, and Tottenham or Liverpool would take their spot in the top four. And every time they seem to have a little bump or a little, you know, they go behind in a game. 
or something like that where you think oh this is the moment where Newcastle are going to fall apart they kind of get it together again and I think you know they've been playing some incredible football scoring loads of goals keeping you know not clean sheets every week but keeping it keeping it low at the back and uh, I think that, yeah they look, they look like they're going to get Champions League football um, yeah. obviously we could still finish above them but I think they care more about finishing third um, yeah. And you can tell when they're when they when they're performing every single week, um, and it, that that'd be massive for Eddie Howe and Newcastle. But they do look look comfortable. I remember Newcastle being a Champions League team though. Um, Aspria, day and Barcelona, that on TV. Philippe yeah, I, the, the first time I ever seen Didier Drogba was against Newcastle uh, for Marseille. I remember him score. I think he scored at Saint James's Park and stuff. Uh, so yeah. I, I remember them being like a Champions League team. So. Um, yeah, but they're handling the pressure really well, uh, and I didn't expect them to do that. Just back on Liverpool, Paul. What, where's the consistency come from? What what changed? Is it players coming back? Do you, can you put a p- finger on it? It's a change of system, and it's a change, and it's a change to how horrendous our injury records been this season. They're the two primary factors, I think. Um, Liverpool, you know, been a lot of talk about what Liverpool haven't done in the transfer markets in the last year or so. But what they did do was buy lots of attacking players and spend lots of money on the attack and that just hasn't been available I mean particularly Jota and Diaz um, they're the two well they're the guys who've been there the longest as well so all of a sudden Darwin Nunes who was the headline signing the big money signing he's come in and been expected to hit the ground whereas in reality Jota was bought two seasons earlier Diaz was bought last in the January of last season both integrated both know how to score goals both know what's expected of them and haven't been able to play for two thirds of the season effectively because of injury um, so having guys who can put the ball in the back of the net as we, as you know, I'm sure you can attest um, to Diogo Jota's ability to do that um, is a very very useful trait for winning football matches it turns out also um, it helps if our players pop, play him in beautifully as well doesn't it yeah I mean look yeah, but you've got to finish it you know we've seen great We've seen lots of forwards miss miss opportunities. I, I, I mean, I don't know how you I, felt when he went through, Paul, but I had zero doubt that he was putting that in the back of the net. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Do you know what look, I mean? It just can, yeah. sometimes when a player goes away and the way they shape up, you're like, that's a goal. Yeah, I mean, look, goals change everything in football matches. I mean, I learned the other day Everton have only scored twenty seven goals this season. Deserve to go down twenty seven goals. Deserve. Yeah, We're all games. we all want boys. We all want Everton to go down, right? Yeah, no, I don't. No. no. Too big of a club. Actually, oh come uh, on! Don't give me that rubbish. Too like big. Be a laugh. Um, it's too big of a club, and I think it's there's teams that I'm just a bit bored of. You know, like, I like Forest I'm bored of because like they've done what we did this season, which is just buy 15 players and hope it's all going to work. But they're Forest and they're not Chelsea, so that's why they're going to go down. Yeah. Leicester, I think they've just like they've. <laughs> They've kind of they they overachieved to a point where when they carried on finishing like fifth, nearly fourth, we're all a bit like, how have they managed to keep this going? Like the Premier League is getting back to the the big teams dominating again now. How have Leicester done this? And I think they've kind of just got bored of not being able to attain what they did, and then That's this season they're going they just down. capitulated. And I am um, it's more like Everton for me. I don't. I don't mind. I, I like. I've shown know a lot of Evertonians, and it, it's been a comfortable six points a season, pretty much for Liverpool for the entirety of my life. Um, so you know, in that regard, it'd be sad to see them go. It's what I always think. I think is important to exercise in these is to look at the championship and look who's coming up, and decide whether it's more or less interesting having those clubs in the Premier League. And I think Burnley. Who cares? Sheffield United. Who cares? Luton. <laughs> 
Have they still got the plastic pitch if they haven't? I'm not interested. Um, <laughs> looting on Millwall. Well, yeah, oh. exactly. Like, oh, oh my God, that. no. Just <laughs> nah, looting right. and Millwall coming up. <laughs> Jesus. The, the, the Premier League grounds would be rubble. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't mind yeah. on the on the last thing sy- systemically we've put Trent in a more position where he can he can affect the game he's a 24 year old world class passer of the ball and he's finally playing in an area of the pitch that isn't being heavily heavily targeted and all the blame being put on him yeah. um, so he's getting to be the thing and he's, he's getting an assist a game actually averaging more than an assist a game since he moved into that role uh, so yeah that's a huge part when when I saw him I'm sure it's been done before but the first time I noticed it that it was against Arsenal uh, Liverpool and I was like this, this it feels a bit awkward and then just suddenly just clicked and it worked mm-hmm. and you think actually now I understand now why why that why he was he, being sort of moved in he understands it and I think it's about everyone else trying to figure out around it's like he's been doing the research and it feels like he's gone to Jürgen with a binder and gone right here's how I want us to play for the rest of the season he's yeah. done all his research he's been doing all the, all his homework and everyone else around him's kind of playing catch up but he's been sensational since, he, since we made that change Ads, we talked we talked a bit about um, well we've been talking about Liverpool potentially getting into the top four but they wouldn't have done if they weren't very lucky at the weekend is that fair to say would you say Liverpool were lucky Tottenham Hotspur were valiant in their comeback deserved the point Spurs were valiant valiant they probably deserved a point on the face of the game Um, and I think that's one of the things that we're kind of forgetting in this mix I know United were guilty of it as well at White Hart Lane but for us we're all sitting there going oh maybe Liverpool get top four but dropped a free goal lead against Spurs Mm. So they're conceding goals as well, and you know there are team. You, I think they'll. Be, I think their next game is Fulham, isn't it? I think they'll beat them. Um, but they have got like Brentford and that coming up, and those got are teams Brentford, that, that may you know that are better than Spurs and may may make them pay. What? What did you just say? You heard. You heard. There's a valiant point there. I must say, we're back. Don't worry about that, boys. I'm back <laughs> to, to mental game. Score, what, trying to score more than we can see. What is back for You were back for 60 seconds. No, we're what back. What 60 to... seconds it was. All of you celebrating. You know, you got old Sonny, good old Sonny, jumping up and down on people. Richarlison Mate. taking his top off. He's got his Alan Partridge, Steve-O tattoo of himself. Just <laughs> you, what an idiot. What a did, huge idiot. Don't just because he's rattled you in the past. Don't you know he's playing for us? Mate, now. I, I, honestly, he couldn't be a more perfect addition to Tottenham Hotspur in that I have zero <laughs> feelings towards him in any way, shape, or form. But you keep saying that. It's just the more you say it, the more I don't believe stupid. it. Yeah, no, mate. Honestly, you've took uh, you've took an Everton player uh, and combined him with Spurs. The most everything and the most spazzy <laughs> thing put together. It's like a new power in the universe. It's incredible. In that in that second half, just if I can just focus on the t- small amounts of positives I have as a Spurs fan at the moment. We did hit the post a couple of times. Um, we should have mean, we sh- Sorry, we sh- can, we just, can we just can we just put this myth to bed once and right. for all? By the way, what hitting the post is a shot off target. I know, it feels <laughs> I know it's dramatic. Me. It's close. It's close. It, it's a shot. I'm sorry, but it's a shot off target. It doesn't. You've not. You know. You can't score. If you hit the post, you've not scored. You, you just ha- and you haven't even got a corner or a goal kick or anything. Yeah, but off when, it, you know what I mean? when you hit the post, do you not count that as a positive when it happens to Liverpool? Only if we're rubbish and I'm trying to desperately claw for positives. That's exactly where I am. That's exactly right, where I am. Okay, sad. Okay, so I'm on Brilliant, mate. Love Sensational play. Perfect. Do more of that. That's, yeah. it. That's definitely a good thing. So we want. So we want. Um, 
Europa League, if, if Liverpool don't qualify for the Champions League, do you think that impacts what you can do in the summer, Paul, and going no. forward? No, not at all. Um, for a couple of reasons. Um, Liverpool don't buy players who only want to be at Liverpool because they're in the Champions League, because it undermines the whole ethos again. That's why you're at how you end up with a bunch of overpaid players with a terrible work ethic at your football club and we've, we've been there I think every every single one of us here has experienced our team at being that at one point or another mm. um, I, I'm actually you know this is this I mean this this will sound a little bit like I don't know like I'm trying to upsell the worst but the Europa League finals in Dublin next year oh oh am I right in saying the Champions League final might be at Wembley there rubbish is that right um I, I, that, that, someone might have to fact check me on that one, but I don't think I don't think it's definitely a better, not Dublin. It's not as better than Dublin, though, is it? Whatever nothing's top in Dublin for a for a European final. Do you know uh, what? I might I quite fancy the Europa League. Now you said that. Yeah. Just you got to get to the final. You got to get to the final. Got to get in it. Got to get in it. Yeah, yeah got to beat someone first to get there. <laughs> Go through the qualifying <laughs> stages. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, is there a possibility that if they both could get in the Europa League and you could end up playing Liverpool? In- <laughs> I can already tell you where that goes how that goes I can tell you right now if we get there how that goes um, I get what Paul's saying by the way about players coming to your club for the right reasons and I understand that totally but it will have an impact on Liverpool's um, finances and things like that the amount of money coming in the revenue and all that so it could have a knock on effect you got to get straight back into it Exactly. Yeah, um, it does. It does long term, but at the short term, I don't think it does. Ads, can you can I just pull you up on something? Well, not pull you up, but just get you to sort of reiterate. You had an interesting idea when we did the extra show last week about the club, the Premier League clubs, the big six plus Newcastle or whatever you want to call it. We need to some sort of create some sort of coalition to stop Manchester City. The only way we can stop Man City next week is we next season if we all get good. We all yeah, get no, good that together. Has, uh, we've seen like Liverpool taking them on. I know they did it once but it's extremely difficult for them for you to do Arsenal have tried and failed I'd say valiantly but the moment was chucked it away at the end um, you, I think you need a couple of teams just taking chunks out of them along the way you know and putting mm-hmm. that pressure on them as well I think we all kind of talk about City are coming back and it becomes kind of this self-fulfilling prophecy oh my god City are coming you know Paul talk, spoke about the Jaws music earlier and the team who's in first starts to hear that when City are coming and I think if there's three or four teams City have shown because of who they are and I don't mean this by the players and the individuals as a club they can like they do have that City in them where they do wobble and bottle things sometimes and uh, that's why I think they won't do the treble still maybe foolishly um, you but hope. also I just they, think if there were I more teams at them rattle them yeah. Just send Harry Kane to United, man. For God's sake, we'll do it. I, I don't want to talk about. Maybe it. we should do that. Everyone send their best players to us. And <laughs> we'll, tr- we'll try and do something. I tell you, I don't know why you're smiling, George, because you've contributed nothing. Nothing. Yeah, six hundred million quid. We're not about to contribute anything to help <laughs> the cause against City either, because you've got to play them away from home too. I think yeah. the problem with City is unless you hit them early in the season. That turn from February, they've just become the masters of it now. And I think as the season goes on, I mean, in Chelsea's case, we don't know who's going to be managing them. So like, it's not like we've been able to spin it round. But with City, Guardiola knows 
everything about the league. He knows everything about the players he's got, the players they bring in. I looked at someone like Akanji when they brought him in at the start of this season. I thought, I don't really understand why they brought him in. I think surely yeah. City should be looking at like a, a long-term Guardiola-esque kind of player to play alongside Diaz. But look how good Akanji's become. And I think when Guardiola's just given a bit of time with, with those players, he knows how to manage that squad. So Alvarez, look how brilliant he is. Even if Haaland's injured now, they go and bring on one of the best young strikers in, in the world. Like He's just got all the pieces. And with that experience of turning, turning it on, I think it's got to be early in the season when there's still too much to play for and the onus isn't on, right, we've got to win, got to win, got to win. That's when we've got to knock them out. The only, know, way to beat, the only way to beat City is to get in front and have the bottle to stay in front. That's the. I mean, that's the only way we did it. Arsenal um, should have done it. Got to hope that they, yeah, and Arsenal, Arsenal just weren't ready to do that. You know, because if, if another football club had enough about them to actually put a consistent challenge down, because oh, unless they're a coalition, where I'm sorry, where where's this energy been for the last five years? You gang of losers. <laughs> by the by the way, Paul. Gang of losers. By the way, Paul. I never called it a coalition. And I never suggested anyone should work, to work together. All I said was, I think to <laughs> to stop City, we need three or four teams going for the yeah, title. Yeah, you can't yeah, have this one-on-one -on -one stuff. Flav, did I put faith in, in a coalition? <laughs> Nick Clegg took my vote and, and rubbed yeah. it in the dirt. <laughs> and I will never join another coalition again. That's that's basically Flav wants to claim a part of someone's success at the end. Yeah. So he's like trying to get him there on the ground up. <laughs> do, do you know? Do you know I'm what? Trying to Clegg football, Flav. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't. I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed following Man City in this last month. It's been brilliant. It's really, really good. Now I've got just watching like Spurs. I gave up on a couple about a month ago. Nothing was going to happen there, and just every game going. I really want Man City to win this game, and then watching a good team win consistently without any kind of issue. I can't when you watched that what... game, did you feel your sports being washed? Is that what happens? If, um... I don't care. I don't care as long as Arsenal don't win the league. That's the most important thing to me. And, and, and we're all we're all happy Arsenal didn't do it, right? No one wanted Arsenal to do it. I, it's the most boring thing ever. Did anyone watch that City game against Fulham? Just so boring. What is the point? What's the point of football if City are going to win in every season? It's just yeah, but, cheating. But doesn't there's no doesn't, life? There's no soul to it. it honestly, I get it, mate. I do. Yeah, but with that being said, that's why I don't this. want Arsenal to win it because yeah, it would no, mean. I, something I didn't for want Arsenal to. I didn't Sorry, want I, to I, I, I did want Arsenal to win it. I did. Yeah, but but Paul Paul that shows that shows. Liverpool's achievement to be greater mm. yeah, look all I'm saying is first and foremost Arsenal are the greatest evil in sport so that's Man what United. we need Man United are the greatest evil in sport and yeah, we are. by Manchester City George who do you think is the greatest evil in sport Chelsea Football Club at this point <laughs> evil towards me <laughs> like I was gonna I was gonna give my usual answer Flav but I mean we're both in this together really aren't we I'll take yeah. the blame for this I mean, I mean, to be fair, it's pretty evil the, the, the fact that we've managed to spend 600 million and I'm end up evil, where we I'm are. Evil. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a bit yeah. doctor evil, to be fair. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's more slapstick comedy. All right, boys, <laughs> yeah. let's go to the scores. So, our winner this week is George with 19 points. Uh, a great point on Liverpool having a mix of the best football in the league and then occasionally playing the worst, like Chelsea. Adam has 17 points. Uh, digging out Spurs, easy points to give. Cheers, Ollie. Um, uh, Paul has 18 
Uh, I liked his belief in the intangible mythical factors that will lead to Liverpool being in the top four. Oli, obviously a Liverpool fan himself. Congratulations, George. We're about to hear from you and why you think Pochettino will be a good appointment for Chelsea. So, Pochettino set to take over at Chelsea. I feel as though being given the win this week was actually very kind. I've not experienced a win for a while. Pochettino, I'd have said if we'd have looked at all of the Chelsea potential managers when Potter was sacked, I'd say Pochettino would have been a draw. I thought the winners would have been your Nagelsmann, your Enriquez, come in, get us playing some attractive football, and we don't have to deal with that little begrudging bug in the brain that used to manage Tottenham. But once you wear it all up, if those managers have ruled themselves out for managing Chelsea, Pochettino becomes one of the best of the rest. I've said it many times, I didn't want Pochettino, but the more I look at the squad that we've got, the history that Poch has of developing players, working with young players and building from the ground, I think this could Chelsea could do a lot worse here than Maurizio Pochettino. And if he wins us anything, it's immediately better than whatever he did at Spurs, which gets rid of all of the positivity that they could ever say about him. So just to put one more nail in the coffin, let's just get him through the door. That's it for Last Fan Standing. Congratulations to George Benson. Will Pochettino be a success at Chelsea? And will Liverpool qualify for the Champions League? If you're still here, please hit like and subscribe and we'll see you next week.